From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It is legal night, and that means, of course, uh, Imran Ansari is in the uh, co-host chair tonight. And, Imran, we've got a lot to talk about uh, over the last 24 hours, a lot going down. And something you don't see very often, uh, two very prominent elected officials from the same party kind of going at each other over the last 24 hours over this Jordan... Neely death uh, in the subway. But first of all, welcome. It's good to see you. Very excited to be here. And yes, a lot of great news to talk about in the legal world. Um, So AOC is really ticked that uh, Mayor Adams would not come out and say that Jordan Neely was flat out murdered on the subway. Uh, And Alvin Bragg, who, you know, (laughs) I've certainly uh, not sung his praises on several items. He's he's saying Kind of what the mayor's saying. We gotta, we gotta look at all the tape. We gotta talk to the witnesses. Uh, but what's going on here? At least initially, they, they did not. I mean, they brought in the, the young marine guy that put the chokehold on Neely uh, into the precinct house, but they didn't charge him and they released him uh, later that same night. And um, I don't know, Imran, if you were, if you were in the uh, prosecutor's office, or maybe you're in AOC's office, you're looking at this story tonight. What are you? What are you? What are you assessing it as? Well, listen. I, I think this is really coming off um, uh, a line of other incidents, including uh, Jose Alba, who, you know, full disclaimer, I represent uh, in his civil suit uh, against the city uh, for rushing to judgment and ruling what he did. Uh, to be a, uh, a murder in the second degree, and of course, then dropping those charges. But uh, we Which is really an embarrassment. Need to ta- I mean, a DA doesn't yeah. want to be embarrassed again. So, right. So, I think what we've learned from uh, Alba's situation, from some other situations that have occurred after uh, Jose Alba, also, is that when something like this happens in a city where we're dealing with a lot of crime. We're dealing with a lot of people who uh, unfortunately are suffering from mental illness and not getting the treatment that they need and running sort of rampant uh, in the subway and on our streets. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we really can't rush to judgment and we need to investigate. So, uh, you know, I think that Mayor Adams was totally, totally in the right uh, to criticize uh, uh, you know, AOC from rushing uh, to conclude that Neely was murdered and calling for people to be outraged. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a loss of life here. And I understand any loss of life uh, is a tragedy. Um, the fact that Jordan Neely 
was on the subway and perhaps suffering from a mental illness that was not being treated accordingly. Uh, that's a tragedy. The whole situation is a sad event, right? But we also can't rush to judgment and start accusing uh, someone of murder unless it's been thoroughly investigated uh, and that uh, it's been established that under the law, this person has committed a murder. You know, yeah. we have to think about the law of self-defense. Self-defense, uh, the law of self-defense or justification here in New York doesn't just include self-defense of oneself, right? So the self-defense uh, is, of course, a given. If you are in uh, fear that imminent deadly physical force is about to be used on you, the law allows you to defend yourself and even use deadly physical force uh, on the person who you believe is about to do that to you. Uh, well, but there is the also an ability. About, the interesting thing about this scenario yeah. is the guy that took Jordan Neely down is a retired Marine. So I'm guessing he had a degree of self-defense training and so forth. So he was you would think he was pretty adept at what he did and pretty strong and, and, and the rest. It took him and two other people to right. get Jordan Neely under control. That tells me that this dude like. People on the and you know how big train cars are. I mean, you're within an arm's distance of somebody. You're you're in imminent danger if they're a dangerous person because there's nowhere to right. go, especially if it's moving. Right. So, and well, the, the law allows for defense of others too. Yeah. Right. So which so if, it, which it looked like the three of them. That's that was what was concerning them was that they get this guy under control. And I don't I don't know if he meant to choke him out. I mean, there is a technique that our military is taught as to how to help people. You know, go to the blackout stage, but it usually doesn't kill people. You know, we 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 do that for specific reasons. It seems like he applied that technique, but he did not. He did not end up surviving. Yeah. But it took two other guys to help him. So this guy must have been fairly, you know, strong or was able to, you know, certainly fight back beyond what the one marine was able to do. Right. To hold him down. And I just keep thinking, well, what if my wife and daughter were on that train? You know, how would I feel that they, you know, had this guy under yeah. control and he wasn't able to carry out, you know, some sort of dangerous action? Right. And that's why we need to wait and see what the investigation really uh, shows. We right. have to see what was going on on the train. What we, I'm sure law enforcement are going to be interviewing everyone on that train car to find out what uh, occurred. And, you know, you can't rush to judgment uh, and call someone a murderer. You can't rush to judgment. Uh, and then also on the converse side, uh, you know, if, if it does bear out that this was not appropriate use of force, then, you, of course, that person has to be held accountable. I'm just saying. So let me ask you premature. this. What, what level of um, so you're in the prosecutor's seat yeah. right now. What are you looking for? What's the threshold? to determine whether this was manslaughter, murder, or proper use of self-defense? Like, where, where, where do you, what kinds of evidence are you looking for? Do you need, like, a, a, you know, a conglomerate of people that say, oh, yeah, he went way beyond what was necessary, and we were trying to tell him to stop? Or, or is it just one, like, of a whole train full of witnesses, is it just one that needs to say it? I mean, what's, what's, what's the code of, of operation here? Sure. Well, it's really was the use of force to that extent uh, reasonable under the circumstances? Was there a threat, an imminent threat of serious bodily harm uh, to both the Marine or ex-Marine 
or the other passengers that would warrant uh, taking this individual and placing him in that chokehold uh, in order to subdue him? And was that a reasonable act in order to counter that threat, that perceived threat, whether, uh, you know, whether it would be actual or perceived? Was it was it reasonable and was that force a, a reasonable amount of force to counter it? Now, you have to look at the situation. Um, uh, then then it begs, you know, let's just say that the chokehold, uh, which was used, was somehow determined to be excessive. Well, that is a question then in itself. Was the force that was exerted in order to subdue this individual Did it um, go beyond what excessive? was necessary? Yeah, did it go beyond? Was it disproportionate to the threat? So these are some of the inquiries that are going to be made. Uh, in terms of whether this action amounted to criminal conduct or whether it was just countering uh, and trying to prevent what could be criminal conduct uh, by the person who was subdued. Well, I got to say, from a, a layman's street view, if the Marine couldn't get him under control by himself, it's going to be hard to come to the conclusion that it, you know, it wasn't it was too much by the by the Marine. Now, the other two people came and held his arms down so that he couldn't, you know, fight back against the Marine or whatever. If anything, I see like a collusion charge of the three of them uh, rather than just, you know, pegging it on the one guy that, that had the chokehold because obviously he needed help uh, to get them. And, you know, it's going to be interesting also is uh, it, will they have the ability to um, – I mean, would somebody on that train say that it was too much force if no one else on the train got hurt and many of them, you know, felt in jeopardy for their life or whatever, whatever the the terminology is going to be. But for AOC to just come out and be like, you know, he's a murderer and the mayor's a coward because he didn't call him a murderer and all this stuff. I just that's so like. I'm actually I can't believe this. I'm defending D.A. Bragg. Let the investigation proceed. (laughs) And get to the bottom of the matter. Yeah. Coming right back on Legal Night. Stay here. Are you fed up with hair loss or weak, brittle hair? Invite Health would like to introduce you to Hair Enhance HX. This powerful bioactive formula targets the root causes of hair loss, like stress, hormone imbalance, and nutritional deficiencies, packed with clinically studied nutrients shown to increase hair strength and growth. Formulated to target male and female pattern hair loss with amino acids to strengthen hair and promote new hair growth, this comprehensive formula addresses the multiple causes of weak, brittle, and lackluster hair. Take advantage of this limited-time offer by one bottle of Hair Enhance HX as suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com and use promo code HAIR. Are you ready to get to the root cause and finally see and feel a difference? Call now, 800-673-2345 for Hair Enhance HX. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. It's a sobering moment for America. A former American president sat in a Manhattan courtroom being arraigned on criminal charges and facing a likely trial. Is this just a new and sad chapter in American politics? Well, it certainly is political. The New York DA who went to the grand jury seeking an indictment against former President Trump had been elected on a promise to indict Donald Trump. This prosecution is political, but it looms large for other reasons as well. Donald Trump attempted to pay off a porn star. That's quite sufficient 
sent as a national embarrassment. But sex scandals are not exactly new. What is new is the use of criminal prosecutions against political enemies. And Donald Trump certainly has plenty of them. But once this precedent is set, he will surely not be the last. Any way you look at it, it was a day that will live in national embarrassment. Pray for our nation. America needs our prayers. From sea to shining sea. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. For those considering careers in politics and policy. Falling trees and tree limbs are among the leading causes of power outages in New Jersey. And the damage they inflict means it may take longer to restore your power. To help prevent power outages, JCPNDL spent more than $35 million trimming trees along more than 3,400 miles of power lines in its rights of way last year. But you can help prevent even more power outages. Last year, 84% of tree-related outages were caused by falling trees on private property or publicly owned lands outside of JCPNDL's rights of way. So what can you do to help? If you believe a tree is growing too closely to power lines, go to jcp-l.com and click on service requests to report it today. A JCPNDL forestry crew can investigate and offer options for trimming or removal. This message sponsored by JCPNDL and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com. Eric Metaxas knows he's on to something. The same thing happened to me uh, at the 2020 election. I just thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, something's wrong. And even if I'm wrong, I need to ask questions. And when you ask questions, people said, shut up. Don't ask those questions. I thought, now I know something is wrong. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Our hosts, tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, when we uh, last were heard from, I was um, I was uh, being a bully to the pulpit, and I didn't let uh, Imran respond. So, Imran, before we move on to another story, did you have anything you wanted to add on the Jordan Neely uh, story? Well, no, I, I really think that it's important. And, you know, this sort of shows the, the uh, politicization of the prosecution and of law enforcement of course there's always an element of politics to it but um but when making the decisions the key decisions of whether to bring criminal charges of whether to uh you know or taking the time to investigate or how to investigate a purported crime you can't infuse it with politics so at some point they need to you know take a step back and stop riling up the public with rhetoric while you know, prosecutors while law enforcement are just trying to do their job here. Yeah. No one has said uh, anything in terms of whether the uh, what happened on that subway train was justified or not yet. You have to allow the process to play out. You can't rush to judgment and you certainly can't criticize uh, Mayor Adams for really saying what is logical and common sense here. There are so many question marks right now. We don't know. But rather than having this all uh, play out in the court of public opinion and all this discourse rushing to judgment and people yapping, 
their mouths off without having any real intimate knowledge of the investigation of what is being heard, what is being seen uh, by those in law enforcement or the DA's office. You know, you just got to shut up. I'm going to say it now. You got to be quiet. You got to, you know, pipe down. And you certainly can't criticize uh, when there's so many unknowns. That's that yeah. sort of rush to judgment, which is just purely infused by politics. You're just pandering to your base. You're really not allowing the process to take place. Uh, and you're not being fair to the people uh, who really are uh, part and parcel of what happened on that train. Well, it was a tragic you... loss of life. Yeah. Tragic loss of life. Any loss of life is tragic, especially if this person was suffering from mental illness that was not being treated. But then again, we're seeing it time and time again uh, in the subway system, particularly uh, where you have people who are a real threat to people just trying to go about their everyday lives. And we just yep. need to let the investigation take place. We need to find out what happened before we start rushing to judgment and riling up. Uh, members of the base of their base or the public to criticize and protest before we really know what happened. Uh, if I'm the guy that was in this situation and I'm, you know, fully cleared as the ex-Marine, but in some way, you know, I, I suffer from what AOC said, that's when I'm calling ABK and saying, hey, what are my options here? Because right. she slandered me when all I was trying to do was protect a train full of people. This story came out on the National Day of Prayer and on my other uh, broadcast today, I said, if you want proof that America needs to pray for our country, it's stories like this because we can't even get out of our own way uh, from all of the pain. This, this one story has 17 different angles of pain in it. A lot of things that we complain about and really, you know, uh, would like to see different could be. But we're we're so we're so messed up and we, we need God's help. So I was like, here, here's a good reason to pray for America today and we can get our act together. The big announcement came this afternoon. And I think this this trial was held here in New York, wasn't it? Uh, Imran, the Ed Sheeran trial. That was that was a New York based trial. Yeah, it was. And yeah. You know, All right. For, so I want to I yeah. want to do a little. Do you remember the Pepsi blind taste test commercials when we were kids? People would sit behind the the. The little cardboard thing, and they'd say, okay, drink this. Is it Pepsi? Drink this. Is it Coke? And then they'd pick, and they'd always pick Pepsi, and they'd say, oh, you, you passed. Okay, so I want to know, kind of in that same fashion, do people think that these songs are the same song? This is the first one. And everybody knows what that is. That's, you know, Marvin Gaye. Okay, so now that's that's the one that Mr. Gay said Ed Sheeran was 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 uh, stealing from him when he wrote this. When your legs don't work like they used to before, and I can't. And while I can say that there's some chordal similarities between the two, yeah, I can easily say from a music and I'm a musician from a musician standpoint, they are definitively two different songs. And the reason I really know that is because my, my wife happens to be a big Ed Sheeran fan. And when the, when the Times Table or Multiply album came out, which is the album that that's from, um, every time we would be listening to Ed Sheeran's tune, I would always get it confused with another song, not Marvin Gaye's, but Van Morrison. And this, uh, the intro is not going to work here. But uh, the melody would be kind of the same as, um, have I told you lately that I love you? 
And so I was like, you got you got three songs that are kind of all in the same chordal structure here. How are they ever going to prove the case that Ed Sheeran stole it from Marvin Gaye? Anyway, that's kind of the, con- the, the, the context. What actually happened in the court case? Yeah, so this was actually brought by uh, not the uh, estate of Marvin Gaye, but actually uh, the uh, daughter uh, of the estate of um, uh, 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 the... Ed Townsend, who had co-written the song uh, with Marvin Gaye. Uh, and, you know, this was a, a, an interesting case, especially for me, because I, I actually handle some of these copyright infringement cases. Right. In the and music you're also world. a musician, so you've yeah, got a little exactly. bit of that in you, too. Right. And, you know, you have to that the Marvin Gaye song is such an iconic song. Uh, it's an iconic song that clearly has influenced musicians, uh, you know, across generations following it. Not necessarily to infringe upon it, but just because it's great music. It's great music that was landmark music that's classic. Uh, and that's just the line of progression in, um, in, in music in general. You are always influenced um, or acknowledge the generation before you in terms of music. Uh, and it just music begets music and it, and it builds upon uh, prior songs uh, and it builds upon prior artists. And there's always clearly that line or lineage of influence. But where does that influence turn into infringement? And really, that's what the issue was here at the Ed Sheeran trial, which we know now uh, that he has been found not to have infringed on that Marvin Gaye Townsend song. Uh, but it was an interesting trial uh, to to follow. It was an interesting trial, I would imagine, to be a juror on because you had Ed Sheeran in court playing live uh, his song, uh, juxtaposed, obviously, with the uh, song of Marvin Gaye. Uh, and you, you, the jury there had to make a decision. Was there substantial similarity between the two uh, pieces of music. And if there were substantial similarity, did Ed Sheeran have the access to that song? Well, you know, that with a song such as uh, Marvin Gaye's song, it's al- almost inferred that he would have access to that song because it was so popular. Um, but was there substantial similarity to, th- to the extent that the jury could believe and grasp onto the plaintiff's argument that Ed Sheeran didn't, wasn't just influenced by the song in some sort of homage or, or, you know, subconsciously because it's just great music, but actually intentionally infringed upon that music uh, in order to craft his own song, which was a hit in itself, as you know. But yeah. the jury came back in Ed Sheeran's favor, which, you know, had you had Ed Sheeran going out there saying that if the jury was to find uh, that he did infringe over. on it, he would hang up his guitar. He would be so hurt or shocked by it. Um, you know, that he would really hang up uh, his guitar and stop performing yeah. music or playing music. But, you know, I think this was a fair and very careful decision by the jury. Uh, well, let's, because, let's get yeah. into more detail when we come back. Uh, let's yeah, take this let's break, pay some bills, come right back. 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest, more hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. 
Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me in Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like Stand with Israel. StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Execution's 11 p.m., but he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. Therefore, incapable of being executed. On April 14th. Edward? I'm not an Edward. I'm a demon. In the vein of C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. I think it's time to tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. Comes Nefarious. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters April 14th. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for an extraordinary travel opportunity that will be the highlight of your year, maybe a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel this October for the Stand with Israel tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, as we uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, we're talking about the Ed Sheeran case. And um, Imran's breaking down the legal side of it. And uh, as a lifelong musician, uh, friends, I, I have a st- more strange association with this uh, story than, than would readily meet the eye most of the time, Imran, because um, a lot of my listeners don't know this, but I own, I'm going to say, close to 117, 119 uh, musical trademarks on pieces that I've written in the past. And I've done a lot of work as a session musician and done some other stuff um, in my past. And so I kind of know I was a music director for a radio network at one point. So I kind of know some of the laws and some of the stuff that goes on here. And I will never forget about 15, 20 years ago. No, it was longer than that. This is closer to like 25 years ago. um, I was so jazzed about this little uh, ditty that I wrote. 
And I scribbed it off to my very good friend in Nashville, who, by the way, uh, wrote the jamming R&B theme for my new That Kevin Show on the weekends on the Sam Lewis Channel. He put that together with all the musicians that he got together. He was a really good friend. I sent it off to him, and I said, hey, what do you think of this? And he wrote back. He said, are, are you telling me the truth? Because uh, I was like, yeah, I really want to know what you think of this. He goes, well, dude. That is the exact same intro and chordal structure through the verse that my wife and I wrote for that song that we did on an album like four, four albums ago. And I was like, no, you got to be kidding me. And yeah, sure enough, it was it was almost dead on in terms of like identical. Um, but somehow in my creative orb, I had never, you know, associated the two. I just I found it. I liked it. I kind of put it into this ditty. But yeah. it turned out. It, there was probably something in my brain from having heard it from their stuff that did, you know, the synapse did uh, click on. Right. And so when you're talking about rock music or pop music like Ed Sheeran and Marvin Gaye, you're talking about three chords. You're talking about, I think in this particular song, it's C, G, and E minor or something like yeah. that over and over and over again. Well, how can you own the patent on that chordal structure and say that this is, which is, I guess, what the estate of Marvin Gaye would have had to have ultimately end up proving? So it was the estate of his co-writer, Townsend, because that's an interesting point, though, Kevin, that you uh, mentioned the estate of Marvin Gaye, because they they actually did have a successful copyright infringement suit against, um, you know, for the Blurred Lines song and uh, Robin Thicke. So that oh, was yeah. a, a successful uh, copyright infringement suit, whereas this one uh, has not been successful. And you're, you're entirely uh, correct, and it's interesting because there's only so... Uh, many chords uh, that you can play and notes in music and certain chord progressions and notes and scales logically uh, lend themselves to one another and find themselves being replicated in music uh, over decades and generations. And and Ed Sheeran made a, that point. Um, he said himself that, you know, the chords uh, in Marvin Gaye's song uh, were used in songs even before that song was written and will be made to use music long after we are all gone. That's uh, his, the end of that was that's, his that's well said. Uh, yeah. own quote. And that is totally correct. Um, and it's where, you know, that's why you have to be very careful with these copyright infringement claims based on the substantial similarity argument because music tends to uh, replicate itself um, in terms of, you know, chord progressions, even, you know, harmonies, uh, choruses, and, and sort of, uh, tonal inflections, you could find that replicating itself, but there needs to be a, a very strong case of infringement and intentional infringement to really prevail in a copyright lawsuit related to music based on substantial similarity. Uh, and, you know, Ed Sheeran called it a bogus claim, and he's pretty satisfied and I would imagine happy with the verdict being vindicated, if you will, uh, as to his own creative work. Well, he was very honest with his fans over the last couple of years. I mean, this this had really stressed him out enormously. And he does have a big world tour that he's embarking on here in just the next uh, couple of weeks. It's going to kind of rival the Taylor Swift tour. And he's coming through the Meadowlands, and I'm taking my bride to see him. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but, it's, um, but I can't imagine the, the level of, of stress because he does seem to be, at least in real life, um, a very soft-spoken, gentle, kind of quiet, funny, kind of humorous guy. 
Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I, I think it has a really good reputation of being very deferential to others and kind and that sort of thing. That's always been the kind of moniker around him. So to kind of peg him as the guy that was, I'm going to go off and steal your song. <laughs> like that just, that was the wrong right. uh, person to paint with that brush, I think. Anyway, um, all right. We got a lot more to get to. Uh, there's some other stuff here locally, and there's some uh, big stuff happening nationally, and we'll give uh, we'll get into all of it. But I want you to know this, friend: you don't have to give up on hearing from Imran just because we go off the air on Thursday night. Every Saturday at noon on our sister station AM five seventy and uh, FM one hundred two point three, the Mission WMCA. Uh, you can get two hours of Imran with his special guests as he gives you the legal lowdown. That's uh, Saturdays at noon on our sister station where you hear me every afternoon at 3 o'clock. All right, coming right back from New York. Don't go anywhere. Well, we have been talking so much about Plaza College and their court reporting program, and the response has been overwhelming. So Plaza College now wants us to tell you a little bit more. They have been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM 970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Timothy Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Martin Luther Middle and High School. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher is disgusted by the president's response. He uh, wanted to address the school shooting, hours after it happened. And this is what he said. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. (laughs) By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. How could the President of the United States minimize this kind of an awful, catastrophic event? It's obscene. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. 
My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Cammons. Fighting for justice, fighting for you. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Always go, don't know where. Always showing I don't care. Don't love nobody, it's not worthwhile. All alone, I'm running wild. And now, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us. Uh, one of the things that we have not checked in on uh, lately, Imran, are the uh, the big cases surrounding 45. And I'm wondering if there's anything to update us on uh, in the uh, proceedings of, of either of those um, situations currently. Yeah, well, Kevin, um, the civil case uh, is well underway uh, right now uh, in terms of uh, that uh, the case against... Donald Trump by E. Jean Carroll. Um, and, you know, that's playing out right now as we speak uh, in uh, civil in the civil realm. Right. So it's not a criminal case, uh, but it's dealing with a civil uh, case and claim of rape uh, that is been levied against Donald Trump. And the jury has been able to see um, excerpts from uh, Donald Trump's deposition in this matter. Uh, but uh, he is not going to testify. And, you know, that that can lend itself to some problems. But it's uh, a wise decision, in my opinion, given the fact that there are all the other legal problems uh, that 45 is facing right now, including that criminal indictment. You don't want to put uh, someone on the stand, whether you be the former president or Joe Schmo down the block, if you're facing a criminal charge. Uh, you don't want to put them on the stand in a civil case because it's just not going to be a smart, wise thing to do to subject that person to cross-examination or any further sworn testimony. But we expect that closing arguments in that case, Kevin, are going to be uh, on Monday. But can he get a fair trial? That's the big question. Can that jury uh, listen to those accusations uh, and be fair and impartial to the former president? It's going to be tough, I say. And, you know, one aspect... Of, of that trial, which has really been um, getting a lot of, uh, you know, us legal minds talking and bantering is the fact that the jurors were anonymous uh, in, in the trial. So mm. that really didn't give um, the team, the legal team, the ability to, to vet uh, the jurors, aside from, you know, what, uh, you know, the information they put in and juror questionnaires, etc. That puts the defense at a disadvantage. There's an argument. We were debating this last night, Kevin, actually. Uh, it was Dershowitz. It was myself. Um, <laughs> it was a, a whole slew of... It was Geraldo. 
Uh, Geraldo was there. Was um, Idala weighing in on it? Yeah, Idala was there. There was, um, you know, a, a slew of other people. Uh, Frank Sedio, who's the head of the uh, the Democratic Party or former head of the Democratic Party in Brooklyn, who's big political voice. Uh, you know, everyone weighing in on this sort of thing and, and giving their two cents uh, as to whether this could be a fair trial. But right now, I mean, just in general, um, if you are Donald Trump or you're Trump related uh, in this, uh, especially in this jurisdiction, I think it'd be exceedingly hard to get a fair trial, especially in light of accusations that Eugene Carroll uh, is bringing. Um, you know, but Joe Tacopina is defending uh, Trump in that trial. He's a very skilled trial attorney. Uh, he, I think he knows what he's doing. And I don't think so. He's let me be, ask you, yeah, because uh, I know that part of what you're always thinking, and I've only learned this from being around you and, in, in, uh, you know, Arthur and a couple of other attorneys more often in recent years. Um, when you say it's can, can he get, you know, a fair trial uh, and there and the jury were, were secret. Um, is that do I hear in that uh, uh, expression the grounds for an appeal if things don't go his way? Is that an argument that you're already preparing for if if you don't get a favorable outcome? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's uh, and because, you know, this sort of case uh, with these litigants, with uh, Donald Trump as a defendant, with certain aspects of the trial, with the climate uh, that we have right now in terms of just things being so politically polarized and charged and, you know, question marks behind the uh, motivations of, of the prosecution and also even the civil case, uh, I would say that there's going to be an ample uh, docket, if you will, uh, or binder of appellate issues that you could be putting before uh, the appellate court um, if the case uh, goes south for Donald Trump. You know, there's uh, I'm sure, you know, Takapina and the team, as this trial progresses right now, are, are bookmarking uh, every single point of potential appellate issue uh, that they could bring if there is a verdict of liability uh, against the former president. What do we know about um, the charges and, for instance, statute of limitations and um, kind of enforceability like I don't know how long ago she claims this happened. So what's kind of the context of her case, I guess? The allegations are, are from years ago, which, again, you know, these these allegations, when when someone brings an allegation, I'm speaking generally now, uh, uh, let's say of rape like this, um, and they're from years ago, years ago, as a defendant, you're you're going to have a exceedingly difficult job in defending yourself. And that's for a variety of reasons. You know, evidence gets stale. Um, you know, witnesses fall through the cracks or they're gone. Memories, uh, you know, fade. And, you know, you're going to have a hard time uh, in dealing with a he said, she said situation, especially particularly so in this day and age uh, after the, you know, Me Too movement or arguably we are still in the Me Too movement, where you're going to have, um, if you're a, a certain gender dynamic in the claims, and it's a female making an accusation against a male, particularly a powerful male, uh, you're going to be dealing with really a climate 
uh, of having the, the chips stacked against you because you're, you're starting the process at a disadvantage in many ways, um, particularly so when the accusation is from years ago, because how are you going to have the ability to defend yourself? How are you going to prove a negative uh, when a lot of the uh, evidence is gone? Uh, and you're dealing with a he said, she said situation like this. Um, and that's the problem with the ability now for certain claims like this to be revived under claims revival statutes like the Child Victims Act or the Adult Survivors Act. Uh, and I defend, I'm defending a lot of people uh, in cases like that. It's very frustrating because you can't really get uh, 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 evidence uh, to corroborate uh, a defense. And then even if the person who is bringing the claim, the plaintiff, has the burden, um, it tends to be that if you bring these salacious allegations, um, you know, they're believed. And you're now without real due process as a defendant with the ability to formulate a defense uh, in your on your behalf. And you're really put at a disadvantage. That's why these claims revival statutes, which allow the statute of limitations, even though it ran, they open up a window for people to bring a claim. Um, you know, it's it's really a detriment to the defendant uh, because it's so hard to defend these accusations. All right, uh, stay right there. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. Coming back on Legal Night. Don't go. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Lendell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0 800 Did you know that you might have someone special in your life that lowers your blood pressure, cortisol level, and risk of depression and other stress-induced issues? Your loving dog does that and more. Why not ensure your pup is as healthy as possible? I'm helping naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black spread the truth about dog food. Dog food is dead food. That's why Dr. Black created Rough Greens, a natural supplement added to your dog's food, bringing it to life. I sprinkle Rough Greens over my pup's dinner. They gobble it up. 
They love Rough Greens. Your dog's low energy, itching, bad breath, and digestive problems can be solved. Just add Rough Greens. The right vitamins and minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, and omega oils, which could change your pup's life. Dr. Black is so confident Rough Greens will help, he's offering a free jumpstart trial bag. Just handle shipping only at roughgreens.com slash gorka. Give back to your loyal best friend at ruffgreens.com slash g-o-r-k-a. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. And if you ever miss any part of uh, Imran's incredible analysis, uh, go to uh, any of your favorite podcast aggregators and just look for Radio Night Live and then uh, search Imran's name, I-M-R-A-N, Ansari, A-N-S-A-R-I. Uh, you'll be able to uh, pull up all of our legal nights and be able to re-listen and, and kind of learn. I, I don't know about you, friend, as you're listening, but I, I take notes. I'm so uh, you know tuned into what Imran's saying because I just find it completely educational, which is one of the reasons why I insisted that we have the Esquire etiquette. Now, I started this in all you know fair disclosure uh, when Arthur Idala was the partner here on the legal night. Um, but Imran was glad to keep it going, and I think I've don't don't tell Arthur this, Imran, but I, I think I've learned more from you than I did from him. So Uh-oh. don't don't <laughs> don't don't let that out of the bag. But uh, I think part of it is you just you've done everything. You're prosecutor, civil litigator. You've done criminal defense. Uh, you've you've argued big big time cases in front of big big time judges. Uh, so what's what's the Esquire etiquette tonight? So uh, the Esquire etiquette again this uh, week. I like to bounce it off of some of the topics. Uh, that we discussed, and I'm going to talk about whether you find yourself, if, if you find yourself uh, confronted with a situation uh, where uh, you feel that you may be endangered or someone else is going to be endangered, um, you have the right to self-defense. Uh, you have the right to, to keep yourself safe uh, and, and uh, certainly uh, keep yourself alive if there's someone threatening you with imminent physical harm, uh, with a deadly harm. Um, you also have the right to defend others if they are faced with imminent harm or deadly harm. But you have to be cautious. And if there is uh, law enforcement, if there's NYPD, uh, I'm thinking New York now, uh, or the means to get uh, trained professionals, such as law enforcement, the police uh, involved, it's always better to take that route first. Now, these things happen in split seconds, right? You could be uh, encountering someone who is uh, mentally unstable uh, and they're going to attack you. By all means, defend yourself if you have to. Uh, but you also have to be cognizant of the law and not taking things totally in your own hands if the uh, moment or the opportunity allows you to call the police and get professionals on site. So we talked about what happened in the subway, which is a real tragedy, but it also would be a tragedy uh, if that person was uh, who was mentally ill caused, uh, you know, harm or, or injury or death to anyone else on that train. But uh, you have to be cognizant of your surroundings, but you also have to be cognizant of what you're allowed to do under the law. So long story short, um, you really uh, be, be mindful, uh, be vigilant, 
to save yourself or another if, God forbid, you're confronted with a, a harmful situation. But also be c- cognizant that uh, if you could call the police, if you could get uh, a trained professional on site, law enforcement or otherwise, do that first if that is going to be an option to you before taking it in your own hands because, God forbid, you're going to be charged with something uh, when all you were trying to do was defend yourself. Yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense. Um, but, you know, um, if somebody does take that split second and save a life, um, you need to say thank you to them as well. Um, yep. What, the best part of America is when Americans look out for each other. And um, we'll leave that on a positive note tonight. Imran, thank you for all you do. We'll be listening Saturday at noon on AM 570. Friends, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with a fun Friday. We'll see you then.